stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, it is an exclusive concert presentation this week at the Laugh Shop at the Blackfoots. Comedian, actor Sean Majumder is in town. Of course, you know him. Many years on uh, This Hour Has 22 Minutes, although that recently came to an end. We'll get into that, but uh, other TV shows, movies as well. Uh, But a veteran uh, stand-up comedian, too. And uh, he is performing this weekend two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow night at the Laugh Shop. And he joins us in studio. Joining us uh, to talk more about all things Sean Majumder is Sean Majumder. Sean, how you doing? I'm good. I'm really good. Thanks for being here. So good to be back in Calgary. Well, and we were just talking off air, and you are an incredible professional and and trooper. You had like the most (laughs) insane, (laughs) most indirect way possible getting from from L.A. to Calgary, but you made it. Yeah, folks, uh, try not to lose your passport. That's all I'm going to say. That's just a little yep. tip from Sean Majumder to you. No, I was, uh, I made it and I was determined. And, uh, you know, basically just before I was about to get on the plane uh, in California, I reached into my bag and I was like, where's this passport? I know it's here somewhere because, you know, you get a little scatterbrained from time sure, to time yeah. and uh, didn't have it on me. So I had to completely go into Amazing Race Canada mode. <laughs> And figure it out. And so I ended up figuring out instead of flying, uh, you know, directly to Calgary, I ended up buying a new flight on Alaska Airlines and flying to Bellingham, Washington, took an Uber across using my my per, my birth certificate, stayed in Vancouver and then flew here and then went straight to the passport office. And I've got an emergency passport oh my God. coming. So thank you to the passport and office. And you still made the show last Still night. made the show. And then we had oh a great God. show, man. It was so fun. So good. Uh, well, you know what? If people buy tickets, I'm going to do my best to get there. Uh, well, and that's appreciated. I like yeah. that story. All right. Let's, let's get the, uh, 22 minutes business out of the way. You did 15 years on that show and it feels like kind of unceremoniously, uh, dumped from the show. What, what happened with that? And have you, have you moved on, put that behind you? Definitely, uh, have moved on. And, uh, yeah. So what happened with that was, it was interesting. I was dumped unceremoniously. I think that's a fair <laughs> framing yeah. of what happened. Uh, and, you know, it came out of nowhere. Did not expect it when it happened. And, uh, you know, I think it was a response to my pushing back on what I thought was, you know, a show that I thought you know, has such great potential and the talent on the show is incredible between the cast and the writers. And there was one guy who was running the show that personally I didn't find, I didn't feel like he was bringing the funniest stuff to the show. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, there was, you know, we'd have great table reads. We'd have great, you know, things that were written, important stuff that was being talked about and uh, just wouldn't make the show. And so over the years, over the last two years, I've always started, I started pushing back a little bit and it wasn't just me pushing back, but it was a general discussion. But I was kind of the guy who was sitting down and going, why is it, you know, let's do it this way or let's try this way. And I just think after a while, it got to a point where he was not happy with that. And, you know, I cared a lot about the show. And, and you know, what really spawned it was I wrote a letter that was more about let's, let's take a show that we think is really good 
And here's how I think we can make it even better. And it was very constructive. There was no, you know, anger or ego. It wasn't about me. It was really about the health and well-being of a political satire show that should be attacking everybody from all angles at all times. And, you know, we, we did do that at many times and still do. The show still does, I think. I haven't watched it a lot this year, so I don't know how it was this season. But either way, um, I just think, you know, when the chemistry like that is not working and they could tell that I wanted more from the show and they just thought, you know what, you're not happy here. Why don't you not come back next year. <laughs> and so I didn't, but, but you know what? It's been really good. I'm really yeah. happy that I'm not back. And it's not, I'm not saying that in spite. I just think that what happens when you sit on a show or you're in something for so long, you get comfortable in that and you stop, you know, pushing your own boundaries. You stop, you know, you get comfortable right. and that's never good for somebody like me. Uh, let me ask you though, about the, uh, it was beige power. I think was the, that's the right. Skit, yeah. Right. Yeah. That got really weird. Didn't it did, it? So man. you were kind of mocking like the the white nationalist crowd. Yeah, which of I guess they, they seem pretty thin skinned in addition to being white skinned. Right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's not a lot of uh, you know it, the reaction to it surpassed my expectations. I wasn't even going after them. I was calling out in that moment when I wrote that sketch, Beige Power. You know, as a Newfoundlander grew up in Newfoundland thinking I was white <laughs> thinking I was you know and at times I make jokes about this on stage I like there were times where kids would say racist stuff to people and I would be right there with them because I thought I was like a little I was a little white supremacist growing up in this oh tiny God. little town and little did I know you know I remember it was like my mom you know I make a joke about how I was running with the white supremacists until they started calling me a packy and it was like wait a minute no I don't like those people I'm like you I, I hate those brown people they're like no no dude you go talk to your mom and I'm like mom am I a packy and she's like well I was gonna wait until your 18th <laughs> birthday to tell you uh no but 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 my my reaction to that movement was more when i kept hearing people say white power i was like beige power i'm a beige guy i think you know <laughs> yeah. i've been watching you know these commercials for ancestry.com and 23 and me and you know i could not believe it struck a nerve so there's a feeling of threat like what am i missing i don't get it i really don't I understand the the visceral reaction to when you're accused of promoting white genocide like do you know what that means when you use the word <laughs> white genocide first of all have you been to cape breton white people yeah. are doing fine i, I assume they are Yes. White people are great. It has nothing to do, you know, with when I was being accused of like, why does Shama Jumder hate white people? I was like, I'm from Newfoundland, you idiot. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. Like, you know, I, I, I'm. It just, it just blows me away. So, so I was happy the reaction was so strong in the end because it was so ridiculous that I thought, okay, I need to write a show around this theme of hate. And the more I, you know, and this is in 2016 when I started yeah. thinking about this. And between 2016 and today, I mean, you know, clearly there's been a rise of hate rhetoric. Uh, you know, I know statistically from the FBI, there's mm -hmm. been rise of hate incidents and hate crimes. And uh, even here in Canada, there's this feeling of, uh, you know, that movement that feels more emboldened and, you know, we're seeing incidents happen all over the country. And uh, 
it's it's pretty pretty amazing. So my show talks about all of these themes, uh, and we 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 shine a light on all of it, and yeah. uh, we end on a very hopeful note as well. Well, and from what I understand, I mean, you, you don't shy away from from a lot of controversial topics. Yeah, you can't. But you can find humor in that, though. You got to find humor. Well, I, I mean, my job as a comedian in that, you know, on that stage, it must be to shine a light in a way that hopefully triggers laughter. It'll also trigger a reaction in some people that they won't like. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I found, I'm finding that people, when I call it the hate tour, you know, I'm not going to surprise a bunch of white supremacists who came to see a comedy show that they didn't know what they were <laughs> exactly. getting. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, they're like, wait a minute, what is this guy talking about? I don't agree with this and I'm walking out. So, so I feel like, you know, you know what you're getting when you come to the show. Um, but it's, it's, it's one of these shows that I want to, point it's not it's not political at all it's really more about the human behavior of mm -hmm. this new kind of emboldened feeling of of hate and i'm exploring it on stage still i don't know what the answers are i just feel like you know one thing i hear people say is like love conquers hate no it doesn't love doesn't conquer hate <laughs> it'd be nice if it did it doesn't work love is uh, love it's uh, i just don't i don't like those idealistic like you know human beings are human beings and you know we'll always have i think we'll always have some level of hate as long as we're yeah. on this planet Sean, stand by a second. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back uh, more with Sean Majumder. He is at the Laugh Shop at the Blackfoot this weekend, laughshopcalgary.com. Also, seanmajumder.com. We're back with more right after this. All right, comedian actor Sean Majumder in studio with us, uh, performing the Laugh Shop this weekend. You said before the break, I wanted to find out a bit more about this. I mean, do people really walk out of your shows? I mean, that seems odd yep. to me that yep. Sean Majumder's in town. I'm going to go see his show. Yeah. I, 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 this is outrageous. I'm yeah, leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand that, but that it's, happens. Absolutely. Then. I've had it happen <laughs> a few times uh, early on in the tour. Well, you know, I was in BC and I was doing a, a new idea. I started talking about this new idea that was inspired by an incident that happened in, in my hometown in Newfoundland where there was a group of uh, high school kind of pep talkers were going around. They were called the Get Real Movement. And they go to high schools and they talk about inclusivity and, you know, they talk about, you know, new Canadians and they talk about trans people mm -hmm. and LGBTQ and just kind of educating and making kids feel a little more comfortable about it. And in this town, 350 people, uh, there was a guy and he was clearly, you know, he's one of those, he's a really super evangelical Christian who fears gay people for whatever reason. And he put out a post on Facebook saying anybody out there who is going to let their kids go to this gay indoctrination class tomorrow, uh, you know, you're not a true Christian, you know, something like that. And the next day, like 13 kids went to school and it was shocking it made national news and uh there was a great you know it was cool to see there was a backlash against that kind of movement as well there was a lot of positive that came from it as well but so i was on stage i was in bc and i i i raised the the question like what if for this guy's sake who wrote this post what if jesus came back <laughs> and when he came back he didn't only come back but he came out and <laughs> he went straight to this guy's house what would that be like so i i talked about that on stage and uh 
there was a guy who, and his wife, as soon as I started talking about gay Jesus, oh, oh no <laughs> way. And up he got. And as he was leaving, I don't know what we can get away with saying here, but he called me the F word as he was leaving. Oh my God. And I was like, uh, there it is. This yeah. is great. Well, there it is. It's a, you know, and that's kind of like, okay, well, that's kind of what we're talking about. That's the show. Yeah. Well, people get offended, right? I mean, you get the people kind of who are on the right yep. who get offended, right? There's people on the left who, who get offended. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, but I mean, they're, they're two sides of the same coin, aren't they? It is. It's this, you know, I think, you know, I think, um, are they two sides of the same coin? I think when people get offended for different reasons, um, when I think about, right now this hypersensitivity of having to take care and and listen i'm not i'm not being insensitive to people who actually struggle and have oh no doubt you no. know I, I i support people who need support of course yeah. but there is such a far swing to having to tiptoe around and protect everybody's feelings like everybody there is no room first of all for forgiveness like that doesn't happen on one side like if you do something wrong or if you've said something that was off color uh forget about it you're done forever i mean mm -hmm. which 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 can be you know I, I i don't really agree with that at all but i also think on one side too there's this fake rage about you know uh you know people it's just that people love being in their tribe and they will find sure. anything they can to be offended at. And so what I try to do in my show is I don't listen to any of that. And I try to just speak my truth about what I see as, you know, through my comedic mind. And it's going to offend some people and it's uh, going to make a lot of people happy too. So I can't worry about the offending people thing anymore. Right. I, I used to, but I can't. I'm right. But you're not. Yeah. It, there's a difference between I'm uh, a shock comedian that's and right. I'm going out of my way to shock and offend people. Yeah. That, that's obviously that's not what you're doing. That's not what there's I'm a, doing. There's a big difference. There is. And I feel like some people use the shock thing just to say shock things. Yeah. And it just, you know, it's a tool to get a response but it, ha it doesn't have a fund. Maybe I don't think it does. It doesn't have a fundamental purpose or it doesn't have a foundational, you know, underlying uh, purpose. And so for me, I might say something that I have a feeling is going to offend. Like the idea of floating the idea that Jesus was gay. I mean, I don't believe that. I don't have any <laughs> belief in any of that. But yeah. when you float the idea uh, to point out that this guy lives his life for Jesus every day, and then they talk about, the, you know, he's worried about his kid turning gay by going to his, his <laughs> the fourth period assembly about love and acceptance, uh, you know, I don't think that that's how it works uh, personally. But uh, but then to think about Jesus coming back and knocking on his door and being like, yeah, I saw what you wrote about me on Facebook. <laughs> and, uh, you know, makes me laugh. So I'm going to talk about that, you know? Yeah. And by the way, it, uh, Newfoundland, it, Come From Away has been performing oh, in I know. Calgary and Edmonton. I know. Because I, I would imagine, I was thinking of you, it must be that, you know, you went years and years where you tell people in LA you're from Newfoundland and you probably get a blank stare. That's right. Is everyone like an expert now? That's right. <laughs> oh, Newfoundland. Yeah, I know. I'll let me tell right. you all about Newfoundland. Oh, yeah. I feel weird about that show because I, I love it. You know, I went and saw it in Los Angeles. I was the only Newfoundlander <laughs> there because they have this big board with a map and you pin where you're from, you know, on the board. Okay. 
And I was the only pin put right in Burlington, <laughs> Newfoundland. And uh, so I was at the show and I watched the show. It was my first time watching the show. And I was really obviously impressed by what a great powerful story number mm -hmm. one uh the execution is incredible uh but i feel bad because these americans who are going to the show in new york and they're like wow newfoundland <laughs> right, what a exactly. wonderful spirit those people have and then they go they look up newfoundland on on the computer and they see icebergs and whales and they're like this place is stunning i'm going <laughs> to the town where beulah was from and then they end up buying all they're spending all this money on these overly priced tickets and they end up in gander yeah. and gander <laughs> is a dump it is a horrible little town in the middle uh, of there's no icebergs there's no. one jungle gyms lots of cigarette butts <laughs> no I, i'm kidding for anybody's listening at gander but really you know it's not your picturesque newfoundland no, that you expect. You get, how often do you get back by the way oh, i get back a lot yeah i've got property there and i have businesses there and i love it so much and it's my childhood home but but rural Newfoundland is my where my heart and soul yeah. is. And, uh, yeah, I get back a lot. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow night? Uh, yeah, two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow. Both shows, uh, the early shows each night are sold out. But the late shows, there are still some tickets available. And uh, 10, 10 o'clock show is myself and Trent McClellan, who's also on 22 Minutes, who I make a joke about how he uh, got <laughs> me kicked off at 22. It's not oh, true at all. No, I love him. He's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. So so you want to come down. It's a great show. And, yeah, you know, we talk about a lot of heavy things. Um, but And it's not a CBC show. I make a, show, I make a joke right out of the gate. Yeah, don't came, expect the CBC show. No, yeah. don't expect it. If you came looking for it, you're up Shit's Creek, as I say. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is a show. It's yes. great, and it's fun, and uh, it leaves with a positive, positive message, but we do go there. Yeah. All right. More at uh, LaughShopCalgary.com, also SeanMajumder.com, uh, and you're on all the relevant social media, too. So. I am, yep. Yeah, I have the at, uh, just then, then me, at Sean Majumder. <laughs> all right. Well, fantastic. Sean, thanks so much for coming in here today. Thanks, really man. Appreciate Good that. chat. Yeah. Cheers. All right, there you go. Sean Majumder, uh, an exclusive concert presentation this weekend uh, at the Laugh Shop at the Blackfoot. Uh, so two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow. The early shows sold out. Still some tickets available for the late shows. Again, LaughShopCalgary.com. And again, you know, certainly tip of the hat to Sean for making that show last night. That's quite the uh, indirect route of getting from, from L.A. to Calgary. To fly to Bellingham, Uber to Vancouver, then fly uh, to Calgary. And then you have the added fun of uh, having to go down to the Harry Hayes building and get yourself a new passport. But he did all of that. And it was interesting because, you know, we were chatting up the air. Matt from the last shop was saying, you know, a lot of guys that we deal with, they probably would have just, you know, canceled the whole thing. Uh, but he didn't. And he made it here. And um, so there you go. Hardworking guy. All right. 974-8255 is our number here. 974-TALK. Uh, coming up after 2.30, you want to get to some of the news from the campaign trail today. Uh, the premier talking about flood mitigation, but also was asked some questions about her campaign strategy. And it was actually Rick Bell of the Calgary Sun, who's uh, had a few pieces this week about uh, the NDP's negative campaign, who was uh, putting Rachel Notley on the defensive for that campaign and that came campaign strategy, which, again, to me, is maybe a little over the top at times, but seems logical in the sense that you're well behind You've, there's a clear front runner in this race, and it seems pretty clear that not only do you need to try to lift yourself up, but reality in elections is that you got to tear down the front runner too.
So we'll play for you what Rachel Notley had to say about that. Meanwhile, Jason Kenney today was announcing plans to fight back, I guess, for lack of a better term, when it comes to opponents of Alberta's energy sector and how exactly he plans to do so. So we'll play some of that for you as well. Also, do want to get to some of the news out of Ottawa today, where former Attorney General Jody Wilson-Raybould has written a letter to the chair of the Commons Justice Committee. That same committee that decided they didn't want to hear from her. Jody Wilson-Raybould seems to be making it clear that, well, I would like to come talk to you once again, but in lieu of that, I've got some things I would like to provide to you. So we give a bit more detail on what that is or what that might be. We'll get to that coming up after 2.30. Uh, that will take us into the Friday free-for-all, 3 to 4 this afternoon. I'll be here. Joe will be here. An hour of your phone calls again, 974-8255. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 12.30 on News Talk 770 Calgary.